Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome to episode 19 of the Kidmen Huddle. I think next week I should do something kind of special since it's episode 20. But for episode 19, I wanted to do a little feature on some tips, tricks, and toys in Kidmen. We are currently at Kids Matter wrapping up our spring issue. Our spring issue is always our big curriculum issue. And we have a feature in this that our designer is working on right now. Everything goes off to the printers next week. But we have a feature on teaching tips. Um, When I did an interview a couple weeks ago with Jack Henry, shout out to Jack Henry. He's pretty awesome. But he's like, I can tell you like teaching. And I do. Like, I love to teach my kids. And if you are serving in Kidmen in a teaching capacity, you've probably realized that you've got some favorite tools or some favorite toys. Basically, we're big kids, right? So I wanted to do my own little tips, tricks, and toys, little short segment. Maybe you'll get some ideas. Maybe you'll be like, I totally use that too. So make sure you check out the tips and tricks feature in the next issue of Kids Matter Magazine. If you have not subscribed, it is not too late. It is $20 a year and it is an amazing value to your life. You're definitely want to, you're going to want to read that feature. But let's get rolling with some tips. My first tip for you is actually the one that you'll see I submitted in the feature in the magazine, but it's question time. One of my favorite parts of lesson time is when I don't teach the lesson and I just answer their questions. I have been floored by some of the questions my kids have asked from little kids to big kids. And it's always just exciting and amazing to see how God is growing them and how the Holy Spirit is moving in them. So if you hear nothing else in this podcast, please hear this. Question time is important. Question time is vital to their faith formation. So when a kid comes to you with a question, take the time to answer it. I had a question about a month or so ago from one of my boys. Now he is like the best questioner, if that's a word. He asked me stuff I have to go and look up because if you don't know the answer, there is no shame in looking it up. But he asked me the question, if the Jews knew that Jesus was coming and they had all of these prophecies that they knew because they knew the scriptures, they recorded them, all of these crazy specific prophecies, how do they not believe that Jesus who fulfilled all of these prophecies was the Messiah. Guys, when kids are asking questions, the Holy Spirit is moving in them. And I promise you, taking the time to answer their questions is going to be more beneficial to their faith walk than whatever scope and sequence you're trying to stay aligned with. Take the time to answer questions. Statistically, one of the reasons that a lot of researchers have done, including the Barna Group and Brent Breener, is that when kids don't have their questions answered, it leads them down a slippery slope that can end in them walking away from the faith. 
Q&A time. It's important. Another tip is to make time just to talk. We have a little chat fest at the beginning of every Sunday school for about 15 minutes. Because your kids need to be known. It needs to be more than just a name on a roster. They need to feel known by you or the other leaders, depending on your size of your church, your setup. You might have small group leaders. Um, For me, we're a small church, so I can know my kids. I don't just know my kids. I know what they're into, their likes, their dislikes. I know a lot of their friends by name. They can be telling me a story and they're like, oh, you know, Lily. And I'm like, yeah, I know Lily. Know your kids. Take the time to listen. Let them be known because when they're known, they feel loved. They're feeling Jesus's love. So talk time, so important. Get to know your kids more than just, hey, you're here today. Awesome. Get to know your kids. And then on the flip side, let them get to know you too. If you have the ability to do so in a safe, legal way, invite kids to your home. Have an event at your house. Hang out with families. Go to birthday parties. Talk about your life in the lesson time. Obviously, you want it to be age appropriate, but let your kids see your faith walk being very real. Be real with them. Be vulnerable. Show them that just like them, you're a sinner in need of a savior. My kids love it when it is story time with Miss Amber. That's my next tip for you. Not necessarily Miss Amber time because that's kind of me, but tell your kids about your life. It makes them want to listen to you more. It also shows them that faith is real. So I tell my kids about the time when I flat out told God, no. I had been very, very hurt by some friends, uh, a lot of friends, and I held on to that hurt for years and years. And I was attending a young adult meeting at our youth pastor that I worked alongside with at his house. And he asked the question, if you were to die, what would be the one thing you regret? And so I was thinking, I'm like, man, my life's pretty awesome. Like everything's going good. And I was thinking and thinking, and I'm like, I have that unforgiveness because God had been telling me I needed to forgive this one person in specific. And I just said, no. So I told my kids about that. And do you know the response on little children's faces when their children's ministry leader fesses up to the fact that she disobeyed God? I had every one of their attention. Talk to your kids. Let them see your faith. Let them see the leaders in in the children's ministry. Let them see that faith is real, the good, the bad, the not so pretty. I had a group of kids that walked beside me when my aunt suddenly passed away. My aunt, who was as close as most people are with their parent. And my kids saw me cry. And I got to stand up in front of them And tell them how hard it was to lose this woman I loved so much. But I got to stand up in front of a group of kids and tell them that I had assurance that I will see her again one day because she was a believer in Christ and she is in heaven right now. This is stuck with my kids because I was real with them. In case you couldn't hear, I got a little teary eyed there. 
So I'm going to go on to the next tip. Have a sub lesson ready. I don't know about you guys, but I never get sick in enough time to where I can prepare a sub. I tend to get sick like Saturday night and I hope I'm okay by Sunday morning, but it usually doesn't happen. So this last round of me being sick, I really saw the necessity to have a better prepared sub plan. We're in the middle of a renovation. It is so exciting to see the changes in our children's area. But before, I used to have a sub lesson in a little plastic box on the side of our wall in our classroom. But we're not even in the same room. I can't find any of my things right now because of the renovation. So this week, I've been working on my sub kit. I made a lesson, which is available on Kidman Outlet right now. It's called One Story. And it is a low prep, no tech lesson. Because we're a small church, um, the technology lives with me because it's mine. I've purchased it. So when I have a sub come in, I can't guarantee that they're going to have a computer that can hook up to the TVs that has the games or the videos or whatever. So I need a low tech because some of my volunteers have trouble operating the DVD player and I need it to be low prep. And for me, I need it to be digital because if I'm too sick to go and pull supplies at church, I'm too sick to get them a lesson. So I created a lesson that doesn't involve a lot of heavy teaching either. It's more hands-on for the kids. But then I created a little PDF. It's going to be on my website. I put it on my Facebook and my Instagram. But it's about making a sub kit. You need to have a designated area not locked up in your office in case you're sick and can't get to church. But you need to have a designated box or bin or bag or something that has the stuff that a leader might need. It's going to have a printed out version of the lesson with copies made. And you might want two or three lessons in case you're really sick for a while. But it should have some things like the class roster, emergency procedures, extra candy. You need to make sure that they've got the basics, Bibles, scissors, paper, markers. Did I mention extra candy? A ball to play a game with, uh, worship music. Think through these things. What are the basic things that a substitute would need to run a lesson? And have it there because being sick is never convenient. And you're probably never going to have time to prepare for it. So this is going to be a big blessing to my ministry. I don't get sick that often, but when I do, man, it's right before church time. So the next couple of tips are kind of more practical and less lesson geared. But one is to have some spots for kids to stand on. If your kids are younger or just kids in general, they don't always stand where you need them to. So I saw this tip, I don't even know where, a while back, but to make spots for the kids to stand on. Well, you don't want them to slip around. You want them to be reused. You know what's something awesome to use? A yoga mat. You can go to a store like Five Below and get a yoga mat for $5 and trace a paper plate on it, cut it out, and you've got a stack of spots for when you need kids to stand at a certain spot. Maybe you need them in a game or you're acting out the Bible lesson. Yoga, mat, yoga mats make excellent spots. 
Another fun thing to do, especially when you're in a period of chatty kids that don't want to listen. This was actually a Ryan Frank idea several years ago. Caught being good. Make a little printed piece of paper on colored cardstock. Caught being good. It's a caught being good award and you or other leaders can pass it out to a couple of kids. And that reward gets cashed in for candy or a prize. I created an additional one called a slap card. It's a super listener and participator. It's just a little something extra that when those come out, the behavior and the volume level of the class gets a lot better. If you're like me and you really work hard at remembering kids' names, I hate it when I forget kids' names. I make a point to remember names. Well, this week, I was pretty proud of myself, did something very ingenious to remember a name that I just could not remember. We've had these little girls coming, two sisters and a cousin. I could not remember the big sister's name, and I didn't have my paper that I'd written it down on with me. So during the paper activity time, you know how kids love to give you papers? They draw the picture. No, you keep it. Have the child sign their names. This way you don't feel bad for having to ask their name for another week in a row. That way I've got a record of the little girl's name. Another tip that I like is wooden crates. I use a lot of wooden crates. They are like $8 at Walmart. Maybe you can even get them cheaper if you have a coupon at Michael's or Hobby Lobby. You can paint them to match any color scheme and they are just excellent. We have a big thing in the back of our classroom. We've got them going vertically and horizontally and they're screwed together. They're painted to match. They hold Bibles. They hold markers. The tops of them make excellent hand sanitizer and tissue holders. But the really one, my favorite, is if you stack two crates on top of each other horizontally, screw them together, it makes the perfect child size like podium. We will play games and we use the podium for them to slap a buzzer on. And it's just a really, it's a good height for them. And altogether, less than $20. Plus then it hides the things inside it. Love wooden crates, use so many of them. And I wanted to give you a tool, another tool that I use. I love my silhouette machine. I know some people do the circuit cricket machine, but I have a silhouette because you don't need cartridges. You can either make your own design or you can buy designs for sometimes a quarter on the site. But I do a lot of things with vinyl. I've made kids Christmas presents out of vinyl. I did assemble and put it on notebooks for the youth retreat. So they had their own note-taking notebook and it matched the theme. And I do a lot of numbers with them. I have buckets that have numbers. If the bucket is standing where, you know, right side up where you can put things in the bucket, the number is facing correctly. But then if you flip the bucket upside down, I have the number on upside down. So you can see the numbers two ways. If you need to toss a beanbag into the bucket, you've got buckets one, two, three, four, five. Or if you need to hide things under the buckets, you have buckets one, two, three, four, five. And when our room gets completely done. I'm going to have big numbers in the corners to make a permanent four corner. 
we use four corners for a lot of different games. I time into the lessons, and that way we're going to have a big visual in a color coordinating scheme. If you are kind of a do-it-yourself kind of children's ministry leader, I really recommend a silhouette. It has been a wonderful investment. Vinyl is cheap. You can get it with a coupon from Hobby Lobby. I use my silhouette a lot. Now, the toys. Do you love toys in children's ministry? I'm going to guess most of you just said yes. So I'm going to go over a couple of my favorite toys that get used a lot. The first is buzzers. There is a four pack of buzzers from Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes to some of these things. We have used these a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. These are perfect for review games, for face-offs. We'll put one in the middle of those two stack crates and they will have like a books of the Bible showdown and I'll make two teams and they line up and they have to put their elbows on the crate and the first person to slap the buzzer gets to answer the question and gets a point for their team. Now I'm going to warn you, it gets loud. They love the buzzers. Sometimes you have to crack the discipline whip because they just want to keep hitting them. But it makes simple review games that much more exciting. And then you can add probably my next most used toy is a sound effects machine. This one that I have is a little tiny blue thing. And it has a couple of sound effects options. It has a hip hip hooray. It has a yes buzzer, a no buzzer. It's got like the dun 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 dun. They love this. I keep it up at my podium where I teach and a lot of times it's my kid gets fussed at for going and grabbing it. But it's another simple thing to make it a lot more fun when you're playing games, when you're doing reviews, question time. This is another thing that would go great in a sub kit because it doesn't need technology. You don't have to have the one master computer. You could just use it with a paper printout of some Bible trivia games and you just push the buttons in your hand. Love my sound effects buzzer. I also have a giant die. If you have a five below near you, you probably know what I'm talking about. This place has amazing things, but this is a huge regular six sided die, but it's a big foam thing. It's almost the size of a beach ball. Perfect for game time because well, it's more fun if it's bigger. We use that a lot. Uh, we also, I use my megaphone a lot. This is one that I got on clearance from Kohl's at Christmas time. For whatever reason, in the, like the man gift section at Kohl's, there's always megaphones. And something about football and megaphones for Christmas, I don't get it. But I have a megaphone and it comes in handy. It's another one you're going to have to hide from the children because they want the megaphone as well. But I give it to my rec leader at VBS. And I use it when, honestly, the kids are just too loud. This one has a siren feature. So that works really good for the start of games, the end of games, or just any time I want to pull a megaphone out. Megaphone is a wonderful investment. You don't need a sound system. It travels with you. A tool or a toy. I don't know if this would be a toy or a tool, but it helps in lesson teaching is story sticks. I hope you all have seen Sorry Six. 
it's fun and my kids love them. It's sticks on hinges and you can make different shapes with them and you use them to illustrate the story, to give a visual. So you can do the man walking and there's a whole book of ideas that they have. There's a whole book of stories, of Bible stories, but it's a lot of fun. I'll give you like an extra story stick tip is to let the kids make their own and try it out. You can make a not so durable version out of poster board and brass brads and you hook them together and let the kids tell their own stories. Let them come up with their own ways to illustrate the story using these sticks. It's a great hands-on way to get them involved in telling the Bible story and knowing God's story. I don't use story sticks every week, but whenever I pull them back out, you know, rotating things, they love them. It's always an exciting thing and a fun way to see the story illustrated. When it's Halloween time, I recommend you go and purchase from Dollar Tree, my other favorite place for children's ministry, some plastic chains. In the Halloween section, they'll have those big, big plastic ones, the rows of chains. Um, Handcuffs are good too, because do you realize there are a lot of stories in the Bible that involve chains and handcuffs, people being locked up? So when you're acting out the Bible, Those are really good to have, and if you don't want to have to pay a lot by ordering them on Amazon, just wait till Halloween time and get them from Dollar Tree. I've got a set in my Bible costume storage area. They get used a surprising number of times. And then an Airzooka. Have you all ever played with an Airzooka? It is an air cannon. You pull a little string back, and it poofs out this big poof of air. Now, I don't have a scriptural application for this. This one's just a lot of fun. We use it at VBS a lot. I'm very careful with not letting the kids play with it uh, because they break all of my toys. Do your kids do that? Mine break my toys. But everyone loves the Airzooka. Another thing I love are giant eyeballs. Dollar Tree. It's my place. At Halloween time, they sometimes they have them other times too, but they have these giant eyeballs and I duct tape them to some cardboard and on a dowel rod and I made a little set of eyes and I'll use them for lessons. I also kind of going with the same theme made out of cardboard because I love cardboard, a pointing finger and a listening ear and I have them up at my podium and when I need the kids to pay attention, I'll hold up the ear or the eyeballs, or if I'm pointing at a kid, I'll use the big giant pointy thing. They're giant, and it's another visual way to engage kids in the lesson. My last toy is a tech toy. I'm not very tech savvy. I know I have a podcast and a website, and I can do things if I know what I'm doing. But honestly, if you ask my kids, you'll know that technology often baffles me. I'll be trying to pull something up from our digital Sunday school platform. And one Sunday, it wasn't displaying right. And I was trying to stop it. And I couldn't figure out where there was music coming from. And there was no stop button. And I'm just like up there panicking. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And my kids are just sitting back like, yep. So I'm not the most tech savvy. But I have this little 
MP3 player from Amazon. It can play the radio, but what I wanted it for was a USB. I plug in my USB and it can just play songs as kids are coming into class or during game time or whenever. I love this thing. I'm going to put the link in the show notes on my website. It'll be, I think it will be on iTunes. Um, It'll also be on the kidsmatter.com, the Kids Matter podcast network. But this little 30-ish dollar MP3 player has amazing sound. My husband is, he's a sound guy. He's always like, oh, can't you tell the difference between this speaker and this? And oh, the Blu-ray sounds so much better. And I'm like, uh, he was impressed with this speaker so much so that we bought one for his dad as a Christmas present. This little speaker packs a punch. It doesn't take batteries, so you can just recharge it when you need. So it's not a big battery killer. If you need a portable sound, easy plug and go, you can pick what music you want. This is the MP3 player for you. So these are a few of my teaching tips and tricks and toys and tools. I would love to hear what other kind of things you all love to use on a regular basis. It doesn't matter what curriculum we're using. Whether you write your own, you purchase from a company. We sometimes need tools and toys to help us out. And we have tricks that we've learned, whether you are just starting out or you have been in it for 50 or 70 years. These are some of the things that I've learned, some of the things that God has taught me, and there's so many more. I've been doing this about half my life. So I've got tips for you. I would love to partner with you to help you. If you have questions, if you're starting out, if you are starting anew, if you just want some new stuff. You can find me online. You can email me at amber at kidsmatter.com. You can go to amberpike.org. I would love to talk kid men teaching with you because I love to teach kids. I love to learn new things, new fun ways to do it. And I hope you love teaching your kids. I hope you're taking the time to be encouraged and to let your calling be renewed. And I hope you're spending time with the Lord, that you are being daily fed, growing your relationship with God, not just preparing for those lessons where you get to use all the fun things and teach kids, but that you are taking the time to intentionally grow in your walk with Christ every day. And above all, I want you to remember, Kidman leaders, what you do matters.